Could we do something a little different today? I want you to say it. We're going to be different. Amen, girl. All right. Tell your neighbor, it's going to be a little different. You know, what I've been doing lately is, is I feel it's just so important for our church to know the leadership that we have in this church. Amen. And so as the series, different series progress, I, I try to let you hear from the leaders who are in charge of that area of ministry. And for the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about reaching souls. And so today, uh, you're going to have the honor of hearing from our head director of new members and all of our Compassion Outreach Ministries. Uh, his name is Carlos Corres. He's going to introduce himself in a minute. Would you, would you put your hands together for Carlos Corres as he comes to deliver the word of God today? I can't hear myself. Okay, now I can hear myself. All right. I want to thank Pastor for giving me the opportunity to come up here today. And um, I also want to thank my wife because for the past month, she's been dealing with a lot with me. Just with this preaching, just, you know, just dealing with me. And I want to thank you and I want to tell you that the Lord has something great for you. Be faithful. Be faithful. Continue to do what you're doing. Supporting your husband, supporting the ministry, and supporting the Word of God. Continue to do what you're doing. Um, I want to start off by, um, for those of you that don't know, my name is Carlos, right? And I'm a head of, if I see, if you guys see me doing this, don't worry, that's just me. That's how I do. My wife was like, don't do that, don't do that. Do what, how I do it. That's not, that's not how pastor preach. That's how I preach. Okay? So, that's just me. Let me put this over here. Water over here. Don't go nowhere. All right. So, when I came here, I, I've been coming to City Watcher for about five years now. And um, at that time, four or five years ago, it was a time... When I came to my dead end, it was like to some of you guys, the Bob Jesus moment of your life was my Bob Jesus moment. Um, I was going through a divorce. I was going through, you know, the enemy was attacking me left and right, left and right. And thanks to a life savior that faithfully and obediently did what God called him to do. I am here today. And he's sitting right, right in front. His name is Minister Melvin Vega. So give it up to him. Come on, bro, stand up. <laughs> you know, he's a true life savior. He didn't know it at the time, but for you that don't know, I was working at PepsiCo. Started working there too. And he came in and he was out within a year. And he didn't know it, but that back then, that was God's purpose for him to go in there, take me out. Okay? And um, 
today we're going to be talking about all that God has for your life. Okay? Because the same way God called him to be a lifesaver, to go into Pepsi and take him out of the devil's hand, I feel like this is what the Lord spoke to me and this is what the church needs to know. The call, your, your own calling. And I named this preaching, I know it's, the series is Lifesaver. I said, what's your answer? When God calls you, what is your answer? Right? Um, I remember years ago, man, pastor went to um, Donut Inn. The coffee. That was the that God had for my life. Right then and then he said, I want to start a single ministry. How many of you guys remember the singles ministry? Right? Because yeah. um, a lot of them left. Um, he said, I want to start a single ministry and I want you to lead it. And I'm like, what? I had a choice. She said, no. Right? But the same way God called me, right, I have to answer back to him. He called me, I have to answer. So I answered, yes, let's do it. And then over time, that kind of like went away. Because everybody started getting married. Melvin got married. I got married. Pastor got married. Everybody got married. So the singer's ministry was done. Everybody wasn't single. Everybody was married. So... Right from there, I was like, okay, so the single, everybody's married. Well, what do we want to do, Lord? So the Lord said, well, let's do this ministry and turn it into an outreach ministry, right? Because that's what we got called for, to outreach to the lost souls, right? Jesus said that he came to seek and save the lost, right? So that's our job, amen? So that's just a little bit of my, about myself. That's, that's, why the God, that's why God called me to be here. So... Let's start off with, um, if you guys got your bilingual Bibles today, but if you don't, you better pray to God right now that he will send the Holy Spirit and give you a revelation of the Word of God, okay? So bear with me. I'm not going to be here long because I want to get straight to the point. I want you guys to understand. I'm not going to be here all, I'm not going to be here all day. 45 minutes explaining to you what is the calling and what is this, what is that. I'm not here for that. God told me to preach. Like I always say, small, man. Short, sweet, and simple. Okay? So it's a short, sweet, and simple message. Amen? I can't hear you. Amen. So you guys got to talk to me. You got to talk to me. All right? In the last... Two weeks. So said that with there's a there's a pool of life, and many are going to hell and dying because they're dying without the Savior. Amen. And I want to take the opportunity that all the but Jesus moments and explain to you your calling as Jesus called you to tell your but Jesus moment. Let's tell his but Jesus moment, which was dying on the cross for your sins. Amen? And let's keep in mind the flat scripture that says, The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he who is what? Wise. Says what? Souls. I was, I was telling my wife the other day, I said, You know how the Bible says that? Um... When you die, you don't take nothing with you. 
right? The same way you came to this world, that's the same way you're going to live, naked and nothing with you. And I say this, the Lord just give me, if you're going to take something with you, let it be a suitcase, a suitcase full of souls. Amen? And I want to leave you with that. You know, if you're swimming too deep, I just hope that somebody go in there and dives in and take you out of that. Amen? Now let's turn to Matthew 18. Matthew chapter 4, verse 18. Amen? All right, so this is the call that Jesus, when he called his first disciples. Amen? All right. He says, as Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. How many of you, when God calls you, you leave everything, right? Like they just they drop their nets and follow him, right? That's something that we got to do. Drop everything that we're doing and follow Jesus. Going on from there, he saw two brothers. Sorry. Amen. Going on from there, he saw two brothers, James of Zebedee and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father, Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately, everybody say, immediately, they left the boat and, and their father and followed him. This is the beginning of Jesus' ministry, right? And I feel that, as Pastor was preaching a few weeks ago, he said, don't despise small beginnings, right? And, you know, us as believers in, believers in Christ, we shouldn't be despising, despising the small beginnings that Jesus Christ of his ministry. And um, as he was walking, it says in verse 17, if you go back a little bit, that he was preaching, he came preaching on the Sea of Galilee, Right? But what amazes me about this story is that Jesus, when he called his disciples, he didn't preach to them. He just said, come, and they follow him. And that caught my attention. And I started looking, and in verse, in John 1, it says how Andrew was a believer in Christ because he was a follower of John the Baptist. If you didn't know, John the Baptist came to prepare the way for Jesus. So Jesus was calling out believers in him. Those that believe in Jesus, he was calling them out. Just like he's calling some of you guys, some of you guys today. He's calling you. And as he was walking, you know, as I'm reading the scripture, he's saying, I will make you fishes of men. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You can't go and with a fishing rod and go down the street and fish for people, right? You will go to jail for that. You're going to hurt somebody or somebody's going to be, you're going to, you're going to die. Somebody's going to kill you. I'm, I'm sorry, but that's just, especially how Bridgeport is, you know, I, I just, I was looking at the news this morning and there was a shooting down on North Ave and who knows, maybe he was trying to fish for people with a fishing rod, who knows. Um, but what Jesus was trying to say was, 
right? He said, come follow my teachings. Learn, learn them. Go lead people to do the same. Kind of like the mission of this church, right? We're here, we learn the teachings, and we go out and reproduce what we learn. So this is what Jesus is calling them to, not to literally fish for souls, for, for fish, but to fish for humans, to go and get those people and save them, be lifesavers for Christ, amen? And Ephesians 4.11 says, this is Apostle Paul talking about the, difference, the different ministries within the church. He said, he, and he gave some apostles, talking about God, right? God gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. Amen? Some of you guys here right now are pastors. Some of you guys are evangelists. Some of you guys are teachers. And we do have teachers and pastors and evangelists right now, but God is calling a new generation that rises up and accept the call of God today. Um, these are the gifts that God gives to certain individuals within the church. Even though many are called, right? Matthew 22 said, many are called, but few are chosen. Few are chosen for this type of ministry, but many are called. And I don't want to focus too much on those that are called to be pastors and apostles and teachers, I want to focus on the many that are called, which is you. Every single one of you. All of y'all are called to be lifesavers for Christ. Amen? I want to give you three things that God calls us, calls us as believers to, to answer him. First, he calls us to salvation, to repent from our sins. Amen? Peter explains that God is not wanting anyone to perish, but to come to repentance. The second is to be like Christ, his holiness, to be holy like he is. He says, be holy in all you do, for it is written, be holy because I am holy. And all these scriptures I'm giving them to you from the New Testament. Because if I give you something from the Old Testament, you guys are going to be like, oh, that's old. That doesn't pretend to us as believers. Everything is from the New Testament. He's talking straight to the Christian, the believers in Christ. Amen? Christians are called to be just like Jesus. To have the attitude that of Jesus Christ. Is your attitude today that of Jesus Christ? Amen? The third one is, we are called to fulfill the Great Commission. The Great Commission is found in 20, Matthew 28. One of the last commands that God gave his disciples. First he called them, and the last thing he said was, go and make disciples of all nations. The call of God comes unexpectedly. I remember when, when that day, that, that story I told you about, Pastor telling me, I want you to start this singles ministry that came unexpected. I, I, I didn't expect it at all. And I had, like I said, I had the choice to, to take it or refuse it. And um, in Acts 9, Saul's conversion, Apostle Paul, when he was on his way to Damascus, it says how 
on verse 3, it says how, As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed in around him. See, Paul was on his way to persecute the Christians, the believers in Christ. Right? It says how he was going to persecute those and arrest those and kill those that belong to the way. Right? Because God calls you, the, your life as a believer in Christ is a way of life. It's not something that, you know, we do every day. It's, it's your everyday life. And so, didn't expect that. He was blind. He, was, he couldn't see for a few days. And he was wondering what's going on. And sometimes I, I remember just when God called me, I was confused, just like Paul was. I was confused. I didn't know what to do. But God sent somebody to save my life, right? It says how he sent Ananias, and he told him, go and give this person his size back. And what amazes me is that God used somebody that was persecuting the Christian. Somebody in your life might be persecuting you, but that's the person that God is going to use for his glory. So don't despise that moment and, and say, God, he's not called or he's not worthy enough to know about you, Lord. Go out and be obedient and take the call and go save somebody's life. We got to be just like Ananias. God calls every, every believer, but only a few answers the call. I see the, I see the call of God like, like a phone call, right? The phone call comes in, he calls you, you pick up your phone, you look at it, oh, it's God. I'm not going to answer this because you know what he's going to tell you. You know what he calls you to do, but you're not going to pick it up. You're just going to put it in your pocket. But guess what? He left you a message, and it's time for you to pick it up and call him back and answer Amen. It's time. And this might sound so this might sound a little bit mean, but I'm not trying to be mean. Um, we can clap here all day, but as we clap, there's many out there going straight to hell while we're sitting here clapping. Amen. My goal today is that when you leave these doors. You leave with a burden in your heart for the lost souls that are out there. Amen? It amazes me how us as believers, we know the cure for this city, and we don't do anything about it. We come, like the scripture says right there, we come to church every Sunday, but we never follow Christ. God said, come follow me. He said, come. Yeah, we come to church, but we don't follow him. We don't. Only few of you follow him. And this is why there's a lost city out there. Because many of you sit here every Sunday, and as many of you follow him, but you don't go out and do what he told you to do, to his, to go fish for souls. Amen? He's saying... The Lord is saying, in Revelation 20 says, I stand at the door and knock. And if you answer the door, he will come in and eat with you. 
He's knocking at your heart right now. And he's, he's telling you, he's calling you to go and save souls out there. The question from me to you is not, it's not who is called or have you been called. The question to me, from me to you is, would you respond to the call of God in your life? Would you accept the call and call him back and say, like I say, I said, here I am, Lord, send me. Amen. To follow Christ means to to follow his teaching and to apply the truths that are in the Bible. That is what truly is to follow Christ. To follow Christ means to, to become everything that he is in us. Everyone follows something. Everyone follows people on Twitter, right? People on Facebook. There's always somebody following you too. Whether it's following you to the wrong places or they're following you to church. But somebody's always following me. My son Isaiah, when I'm home with him, he follows me everywhere. Especially when Marie's not home. Because when Marie's home, there's no more daddy. He's mommy. He follows me everywhere. And if I'm, if I'm outside and I'm cutting the grass, he's like, Daddy, I want to help you. And he grabs whatever he needs to He grabs it and he starts helping me. And then if I'm pushing the lawnmower like this, he's, he gets in between of me and he does what I do. He follows me. If I go to the, to the garage, I have a punching bag there. And sometimes I like to punch it. Because for those of you who don't know, I'm a black belt in karate. And, um, so you guys got to watch out, okay? Um, and he goes in there. He puts his little gloves. He puts his helmet. And I'm hitting the bag. And he's like, Daddy, Daddy, my turn. Watch. And he starts kicking and He starts imitating me. Right? And I'm like, this little kid, man. He wants to do everything I do. He sees me in the, in the kitchen table. And I'm reading the Bible and I'm writing things down. And he goes to me, Daddy, are you teaching? Are you teaching this week? And I'm like, yeah. So he knows me. Just like you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Just like you know what he called you to do. But you're not, you're not doing it. Okay? He follows me. And as you follow Christ, you will do. Amen? As he follows me, he will do what I do when he grows up. Amen? And him, Jesus Christ, being your example, and then me being Isaiah's example, it's my job to make sure that I do the right thing for him. Amen? And the world, the, the Bible says that we are the light of the world, right? The world sees us, and they look at us, and they follow us. Believe it or not, they follow us. But the thing is, like, us as Christians, we don't even believe what the Bible says. Because if we did, we would do what it says. And the, the, the people out there, the world, will, will follow us. And would see the example that we are for the world. Amen? What did Jesus do when he was here on earth? He cast out demons. 
He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He gave sight to the blind. He gave food to the hungry. And he preached the world to a lost generation. Are we doing that today, church? Ask yourself. I know a couple of weeks we did brought a bunch of food, and I want to thank you for that. You guys were a life savior a couple of weeks ago. But are we doing the rest of the things that Jesus Christ did? Are we casting out demons? How many of you guys believe that there's demons out there, right? There's people out there demonized, amen? And it's our job to cast them out. It's your job. People out there sick, and we have the cure, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're not, and we're not spreading it. We're not, we're not using what God gave us to heal the sick. We're not raising the dead. We're not giving sight to the blind. All these people out there, they're blind. And, and just like Ananias, he went to this, to this dude that was persecuting Christ. Paul, he gave him sight because he had the power in him to do it. Church, you have the power to do it. Okay? The devil is a liar if he tells you that you don't. He said this in Matthew 10, 7. As you go, okay, as you go on your everyday life, as you get up in the morning and you go to your job in the morning, he said, proclaim this message. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven has come near. How many of you guys believe that the kingdom of God is nearer and nearer, right? If you look at the news, right, all these things that's happening in our own country, but we don't have, we have a leader that it seems like he don't know what he's doing. With all this Obamacare and, and all this other craziness that is happening, you know, it's just, it's just signs of the end of the, of the age. It's, it's signs for the second coming of Christ. We don't know the day or the hour, but he did say there's going to be signs, and the signs are out there. Okay? And we're just sitting here on our comfortable seats, just waiting for him to come. You know what amazes me? In Matthew's 8, I mean, in Acts 1.8, when Jesus said to his disciples, go and proclaim this message, it amazes me that they didn't, he, they didn't hear anything that Jesus said to them. What came out of their mouth was like, at this time, it's going to be when you're going to restore the kingdom of God here on earth. And he said, it's not the day of, nobody knows the day of the hour. See, they were more concerned of the second coming of Christ than proclaiming the gospel. And that's what's wrong with the church today. We're more concerned when Jesus Christ comes. He's telling you, don't, don't worry about that. Nobody knows the day of the hour but God himself. Your job is to go out there and reach and be a lifesaver for Christ. Amen? Don't be like the disciples. Don't sit there and start asking questions why and when and all this stuff. Go out there and do what he tells you to do. And I lost what I was saying. Okay, so he came, he did all this stuff, he cast out demons, he healed the sick, amen? He said, go and do the same thing. He says, 
heal the sick, raise the dead, clean those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. The gospel is free, right? Your, your salvation was given to you free. He said, freely you have received, freely give back. Give it back to those people that need it. Because you have it. Following Christ means to strive to be like him. It means that we pray and fast like he did. We study like Jesus studied. Because Jesus, believe it or not, all his life, if you look at it, he was in the temple of God. He was there all the time. He was learning. He was, you know, he was studying the word of God. He cast out demons. He healed the sick and he raised the dead. These are the things that he did. And John 14 says that, this is Jesus talking, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. Are you doing what? the works of Jesus Christ? Ask yourself that question. Are you doing the works of Jesus Christ? And I'm almost done. Amen? As we go out and we fish, we must know how to swim. We can't just dive in there and not knowing how to swim. Amen? Just picture yourself as a, as, as a lifeguard. You're not going to be a lifeguard and not know how to swim, right? You're going to learn how to swim, right? You're going to get a life, life, life vest on you, and when you jump, you're going to have a vest on you, amen? Imagine, imagine a firefighter that doesn't have a ladder or water, a ladder to climb and water to turn off the fire, right? Is he really a firefighter? Is he really a firefighter? To me, he's not. He can't be a lifesaver. He should find another career because it's not going to work. Amen? Imagine, just imagine yourself, you build a car from scratch, put tires, the motor, you do all this stuff to it, you build it, but you don't put any gas in it. Is it going to serve the purpose that you created it with? No, right? It's not going to take you from here to there. It needs gas. Amen? Imagine imagine a superhero. You got Superman, Batman, who else? Hulk, right? All these superheroes, right? We have all these movies coming out right now with all these superheroes, you know, but they don't make one about the really superhero, which is Jesus Christ. Amen? Just imagine them with no power. The power is what gets them to do the things that they do. Amen? If Jesus, if, I'm sorry, if Superman didn't have the power to fly, would he be able to go and save somebody's life? He could dress himself as Superman. The cape or whatever hangs from his back, it's not going to make him fly it's the power that is in him that's going to make him fly amen see Jesus knew that his disciples couldn't go out and be lifesavers if they didn't have this power amen 
in, in, in Acts 1.8, it says, But you should receive power, the ability, and the might, okay, when the Holy Spirit come upon you. And you should be my witnesses in, in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, and through all the earth. The reason why we're not successful in soul winning is because we're not wise enough to recognize that it's not us. It's the power of God within you. Amen. If we want to go out there and fish and save souls with no power, with no fishing rod, okay, to bring, to bring that, that fish, that soul in, into the kingdom of God. This were the last, the last words of Jesus Christ to his disciples. You will receive power. The power is the ladder that the firefighter needs. Okay? It's the water that he needs to turn the fire off. The power is the fishing rod that the fisherman needs to get the fish from the water. The power is the gas that the car needs to get from here to there. Amen? The power is what Superman needs to fly. The power is what you need to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to close out with this scripture. I told you I wasn't going to be here for long. I'm going to close out with this scripture. How then, in Romans 10, 14, it says, How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? How can they believe in the one who they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feats of those who bring good news. I didn't say this. That was Jesus Christ who said that. I mean, I'm sorry, Apostle Paul, that was in Romans. How can these people out there, you can put out your butt, Jesus' mom is all over Facebook, and yes, the message, everything that the Lord did for you at that moment is being recognized by the world. But that just, that doesn't save them. It's the gospel that saves them. Amen? And as we go out there and we, we, we share our story, our but Jesus moment, remember, keep in mind that it's the power of God that's going to save them. And we must preach the word of God. We must, we must give them the gospel on top of your but Jesus moment. I have, um, I have a challenge for you guys. <clears throat> and this challenge, I want all the ministers... And Pastor Carmen in Minnesota said to come to the front because I'm. I want I want you guys to pray for these CDs. I'm gonna give you guys. I want everybody here today living. I want you guys to live here with a CD in your hand, with a CD, and this CD has a message from Pastor Lewis, <clears throat> and we're gonna use this as bait. Just like a fisherman puts a bait at the end of the fishing rod so he can get the fish into the boat. 
And I want the ministers to pray over this, over these CDs. Amen? And I want you guys to stand up and start praying over them too. Because you have the power. Not just these three people are sitting and standing in front of you. It's you guys who have the power. Amen? you guys are wondering why I have this fishing rod in my hand, but I just want to demonstrate to you guys the purpose of these CDs. Just watch this for a moment. This fishing rod, okay, is you, right? Behind the fishing rod is who? The Holy Spirit, okay? And this is what you guys are going to do, okay? As he tells you, go there, right? Oh, didn't go nowhere. This back. As you throw this, okay? As you throw this, the Holy Spirit is the one who's going to bring it back, okay? It's the Holy Spirit in you who's going to do all the work. You just, you just do this. You go there. Do what he tells you to do. Okay? And say so. Somebody's following you. Okay? Even if that person is persecuting you. Remember, it's not you who they persecute. It's Jesus Christ. Amen? And I want to give a call to those that want to receive the Holy Spirit. Okay? If you have been asking for the Holy Spirit, I want you to come up to the front and take a CD. The ministers are going to pray for you. Amen? And I also want to... I have to be obedient. Amen? We have to be obedient as disciples. And the Lord was telling me, as I was preparing this preaching, He kept, he kept putting this young man in my heart. His name is Louis. And I, I was not going to call him out, but as I was praying in the back, the Lord put him in my heart all over again. And I'm like, Lord, okay. And as soon as I opened my eyes, he kept walking in the door. He was right. He, he had his hand right in front of me. He is calling you, brother. You know who you are. You're standing right there. Okay, God is calling you. And you know what he called you for. I don't know. You know I don't know you, bro. The Lord has a calling over your life. I don't know what it is. It's your job to seek what that is. Amen? And like I said earlier, it's not who is called. It's about who will answer the call. Okay? Are you going to answer that call today? And as the person worship plays, I want you to ask yourself that question. Answer the door and come to the front. The ministers are going to pray for you. Amen.